Hi, this is George Vega, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. Give me an N. N. Give me an O. A. O. Sorry. And that stands for, oh my God, I ain't doing any more of these, especially when it's, oh my God, it's early for at least 50% of the hosts, plus most of our guests too. It's Norrin Rad. That would have been a lot to spell out if you kept going, by the way. You need a shorter name. I need a shorter name. Let's just go with N. (laughs) (laughs) Agent N. N. I love it. Agent N N is now back to six characters. We're trying to get down from six characters. Oh, yeah. Mr. N. Anyway, yeah. Mr. N. Mr. N. Mr. N. That's good. That's three letters. (laughs) Well, including the dot. Now we're at four again. We'll work Uh, on it. We'll get there. All right. Okay. Anyway, hello. Um, Noreen, we've done over 100 episodes. This is we're now triple digits. This is insane. Triple digits. Triple digits. Triple I feel like digits. Such a baller. <laughs> have, you, have you ever committed to anything for quite so long in your entire life? My wife and I have been together for almost 10 years, so no, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Breathing. I've been breathing for 35 years, so that's a commitment. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. Yeah, right. Pretty good. Um, I won't lie to you, Noah. I'm very low energy. I'm very tired today. As we mentioned before, but you look gorgeous, darling. Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm lagging a little bit. Can we just talk about right? First, first of all, I'm going to because I want to bring our guest in on this conversation. So yes. Um, um, you know what? I'm just going to ask our guest to introduce himself. Who are you? <laughs> I'm George Vega, and I forgot that I'm actually on the show. I'm so <laughs> I'm so busy enjoying you guys. I'm watching, <laughs> and I just realized <laughs> that, that I'm on with you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm George Vega. And you are George Vega. You are George Vega. And I always want to right, say George you're Vega. your first and your surname altogether. I, it, for me, it, it's, it's kind of all one because I think it's a really, really cool name. I love it. I love, I love surname. it. Um, what's your What's your kind of because um, you're in New Jersey, yeah? Yes. But what's your What's your What's your kind of background? Are you because you you did a, an intro for us in Spanish, I believe. Yes, actually. Um, you know, I did a, I did a Spanish and English one, and I think I sent the Spanish one first. Um, so I'm half Puerto Rican, half Ecuadorian. Whoa. Um, raised in New Jersey. So um, I'm definitely uh, 100% New Jerseyan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm Cuban, and my best friend growing up is Ecuadorian. And um, growing up in Miami, you know, Miami's like everybody's there. But it must be different being in Jersey and being <laughs> different nationality and stuff like that. Uh, um, you know what? Actually, where where I grew up at, um, actually. I'm from um, Brick City, known as a, a, a well, known as Brick City, but it's Newark, New Jersey, and there is a, a large Hispanic community there. Uh, mainly, mostly at, when I was growing up, uh, Puerto Rican. So it was predominantly Puerto Rican, and there was some Ecuadorian. Um, n- now it's actually changed. It's, it's way, way, uh, way more. Um, 
Uh, actually, and Cuban. Actually, it, it was Cuban, Puerto Rican, sprinkled in with uh, Ecuadorian and and Dominican, and so n- right now it's very much uh, uh, most likely even mixes of, of of everything from from the Caribbean all the way to South all through throughout South America. That's amazing. It's more and more Miami. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like but sounds it, like it, the United Nations over there. Crikey. Oh yeah, I love <laughs> it. That's awesome, man. Oh gosh, I um I was in New York once and I found myself um I've been to New York quite quite a few times, um but I was in New York and I found myself in the middle of like loads of people. I mean everywhere, and I actually got a bit panicked because all of a sudden I'd walked a couple of blocks and I couldn't get out of this big load of people, and they're all you know um, very scantily dressed uh, ladies and, and things like that. And I and I walked into awesome the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I walked on? into the uh, uh, Puerto Rico Day Parade they do oh. <laughs> in Manhattan. I kind of stumbled into it and I couldn't get out of it. And I was like, so I kind of went along with it for about forty minutes <laughs> and then kind of just bailed. Um, and uh, and and kind of uh, yeah it was the most bizarre experience um and i was in new york on my own as well so i wasn't even with anyone i'd gone to oh, new york dude, and you were I, like I, a ferris bueller man parading it down up and down no, I was about that i was just kind of I, I wasn't on floats or anything like that with a headdress <laughs> well, well i'll explain it to you guys just so you guys know how much of a big deal the puerto rican day parade is on the east coast it's huge so for him to stumble into it is first of all that's a pretty cool experience yeah i actually I've never even been to the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York only because the crowds are so it, – it's just, for me, it's too much. I'm, I'm not – although I like crowds, but <laughs> at a certain point, especially when after you have kids and stuff, crowds just aren't so cool anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it actually, it actually did scare me. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't into it at all, um, and I was. It took me forty minutes to escape. Uh, I think is probably the best way to phrase it. Um, but there were. Um, um, it reminds me of going to the Notting Hill Carnival in London, which I did once, and that was so busy with the number of people, um, and the streets are much narrower and not as not as not as broad as the avenues in in New York, um, and you kind of get swept along. Like literally, you can't you can't move. You can't move left. You can't move right. You just get kind of get swept along. It's kind of tidal, um, and it's that's that's quite a daunting experience if you're not into it. No, and you'd hate it because I know you're not big on. Yeah, I'm on. not. I think. Oh gosh. So we have one on Eighth Street on Calle Ocho in Miami, where we have like a parade and stuff like that. Um, but the one I've gotten kind of like swept into similar, well, not similar to yours. That's 40 minutes is insane. I can only imagine the terror. I guess I, it sounds fun, but like, you know, all the loud noises and all I'll that I'll tell stuff. you where I escaped to in a moment, but carry on. <laughs> I think the only time I ever ended up like in that kind of wave situation where people are just coming and you're just like going with them, you know what I mean, where you're kind of trapped or whatever, was the Halloween um, celebration in Key West. Which was really cool. Like everyone's like dressed in like uh, outfits, horror. You know, there's like parades going on. But that's the only time I've ever experienced that. Okay, so let me get this straight. You're, you're caught in a tide of people, and they're all wearing really weird masks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was stuck. Okay, so this is this is kind of funny, but very quickly, I was we were driving there, me and a couple of friends, and we <laughs> we got stuck behind a guy who was fully naked, riding a bicycle. Now, take a moment and picture a naked gentleman on a bicycle and seeing that from behind. 
That is the weirdest, most bizarre image. One of the strangest images I've ever seen. And we were there for like 25 minutes, so we really soaked it in. It wasn't like it just happened. It was like, it was a long, long stare of this gentleman's life from head to toe. But <laughs> uh, it was strange. I, I've, I've seen something akin to that because I've been to some of the um, and and been working near and in uh, Soho in, in London when some of the Pride events happen. Mm. Oh, and, oh, nice! And, and oh boy, yeah, that goes that goes somewhere else altogether. Um, <laughs> but awesome. uh, but yeah, no. So I escaped from this. Um, we might even talk about Marvel cards at some point. But... Eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Um, the um, I, Planet Hollywood saved my bacon. Oh, that's hilarious! And I was like, I was like, I just saw it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just going in. And I went in, and it, I think if I remember correctly, I think it was big enough that it had a door on one block and a door on the other, or it was a corner thing. So, so I went in, and I actually I was in there, and I was like, right, okay, I can escape that way because there's no parade that way because it's on a street rather than an avenue. Um, and I just sat down, I had a burger, I had to have a burger to recover. <laughs> Might have even had a beer with it, watching the parade running around. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and there were there were kind of ladies coming into Planet Hollywood who were like who were wearing things that were kind of so short they were up to their ears. Does that make sense? Sounds right. Almost like your bicycle experience. <laughs> female. See, you're you're saying so short. I'm like that's usually Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and oh. same same thing. You know, I, I, it's it's the, the 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 Latin culture. You know, it gets hot on in our different countries, and it's kind of like <laughs> bikini weather's like normal. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I ain't used to that. I'm I'm white bread from Devon in England. You know, it doesn't doesn't none of that stuff goes on down there. And if anyone does try to wear it, they usually get rolled back into the sea. Anyway, um, <laughs> the mermaids. <laughs> no, really. Um, so what was I going to say? So yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit tired. We, I went to the cinema yesterday. I'm going to have a little moan now. Um, oh boy. Yesterday was because uh, because we're just kind of starting to open up over here, just just about after the third third lockdown, um, and and uh, we're able to go to the cinema again. We've been able to go to the cinema for about a month now. So I took my daughter, who's five, to the cinema. I was like, M- my wife's working. We're going to have a day out. We'll go to the cinema. Great, lovely. We went to see Peter Rabbit 2, which is brilliant, by the way. It's highly recommended. Um, the tickets were £4.99 each, okay? So £5, five, five pounds, uh, which is probably about 7 bucks. So, you know, okay. You know, morning right. showing with a girl. The popcorn. I asked for a small popcorn, okay? It was more expensive than one of the tickets. It was more expensive. I, I, we, Molly Rose could have taken one of her friends with her. This is the receipt. She could have taken a friend with her. You and we'd kept still have a receipt. So I didn't know how much it was. She just, I, I just didn't. You don't look at it because you're at the kiosk. You know, I just put it in my pocket. She didn't tell me how much the popcorn was. I said, "Oh, I get a small popcorn as well." Anyway, so I'm still, I'm still livid. Anyway, um, see, we're so, so we're very much used to that because, like, the concession yeah. stand in the U.S., like the soda things are like the size of Vega and my head put together. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like this, <laughs> like that, and it's yeah. like twenty bucks. Uh, no, it's 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 gotten really crazy over here. Maybe it hasn't like gone nuts over there yet, but it's 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 gone ballistic. Yeah, I mean, I'm put it this way. I'm used to um, 
<clears throat> I was expecting it to be maybe three, four quid, like five bucks for a small, small popcorn, because oh, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a massive. You know, she, she's, she's pretty little. She had a pretty good go at it, mind you. She got, she, she got quite far <laughs> down. Um, and, she's no uh, quitter. She's no, no, she isn't. She came back for seconds later on as well. <laughs> anyway, uh, 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 that's by the by, George. Yes, sir. George. So, George, tell me about you. Now, now, you were one of the blessed few to have their name up on the wall. And I, I say that in a, in a nice way, in a rejoicing way. Um, of all the artist intros we had at the beginning of our 100th episode, because you were in the original 100. So that OG squad whose intros get into that that. 100 episode intro you're one of those fellas um so we've we've been meaning to talk to you for a little while so george tell me about yourself and your journey with marble cards because you told me something in the wake of the martinick episode that got me very very um intrigued as to how he fits into your your journey so just just tell us a little bit about yourself yes um he's definitely uh a major key player in my journey and i'm sure for a lot of a lot of artists journey because um if you know anything you know about his background he was i i forgot what the position was called but i guess it would be like maybe talent development i think it was yeah and he he was the guy at rittenhouse archives that was basically i mean he was literally you know the gatekeeper <laughs> literally the gatekeeper you know uh, you would have to basically make it past him so to speak or, or or him to give you the okay to pass you on and then you would actually get the uh, get the work wow um, so that's how we met because um i don't even remember how i first got the email or or even um knew about um written house archives but I know it has to do with DeviantArt. I know I was on Deviant. I mean, this is how far back it goes when DeviantArt was wow. a thing. So that's as far back it goes. And I saw someone post about it and mentioned Rittenhouse Archives. And then, and then that's when I started learning about sketch cards. And I've seen them around. I thought they were cool. And then I started you know, doing research on it. And that's how I... I I was led in that direction, but at the time, I know I had just finished a uh, a fan comic for uh, Transformers: The Lost Seasons, which at that time it was hosted on the IDW forums. Uh-huh. So I was asked. I, I did some some fan art, and if anyone knows me, I, I do a lot of '80s fan art. I've been doing it since I, I first joined DeviantArt back in 2008. Um, it was just it was just my thing. I always um, it's what inspired me. That's always what I did. Fan art meaning anything eighties, uh, uh, you know, GI Joe, Transformers, mm-hmm. uh, Silverhawks, you know, all of that. Uh, sectars, Visionaries, you know. Nice. The uh, uh, Bionic Six, you know, the, the the list goes on and on. Thundercats. And Thundercats. Oh my God. Yes. Good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I, I dedicated a whole week to Thundercats one time. So. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, 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 an entire week of drawings but um that so because of that i i did this um i was asked to do this this um fan comic now the the bonus of that fan comic was that it was hosted on the idw forums and idw obviously you know produced transformers so i thought it was definitely you know my springboard to really getting in there because a few people have were picked up from 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 that comic so uh just to put a i guess a, a quick end note on that what ended up happening was i did the work it came out I, um I, i've shared it 
you know, I can, you know, share it again, share it with you guys. Um, that, that fan comic, which it was a six page. I did everything. I, I, I drew all the pages. I did, um, all the coloring and all, all the art was, was complete, completed and, and done by me. Wow. So when when it ends up happening is once it's released, let's say I, I could have the, the months wrong or, or the dates, but it was released, let's say, in January or February. We released that comic, you know, it, it got a lot of buzz. You know, I, I've got a lot of um, my, my social media. I, I noticed that people no, people noticed. But then IDW announces that they're shutting down their forums. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, it was man. like shut down, like like they shut it down with I don't know, probably within maybe just weeks after the announcement and and after the release of that. So I I was hoping that it would get the, you know, the eyes at IDW on, on the comic and maybe I can you know start start doing something with them. So it didn't work out. So at that point, I was kind of like, well, you know. Uh, I heard about the sketch card thing and let me look into that and there, there are people doing stuff for Marvel there are people or, or whatever let, let's let, let's get started so that's when um, so around the time I probably found my first iteration or my first let's say round was when I found the, the Rittenhouse Archives website and then there, there was like a brief outline and I think I was literally that outline um, Warren Martinick wrote which was about you know and what you should card, what your card should have. What are they looking for? It might have been on his blog or something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, I took quick note. And, and and to my and you know I know what, what I did. My first uh, let's say my first samples is in my mind. I saw that there were sketch cards, so I did read something really quick, kind of just basically dashed out. I have to say it, it was some because I thought that that was um, the idea behind the cards because it yeah. seemed like they're literally called sketch cards. But the reality is, as a person who's been doing it close to a decade, if not, I think I hit a decade. Um, they're illustration wow. cards, plain and simple. They're illustrations. They're not. They're not sketch cards. So, so um, you know, I did my I did my first submission, and um, I think uh, uh, Warren, with almost no time at all, you know, um, reached back to me and said, "Oh, you know, um, I should." Um, try to do more of a finish you know he, he has some notes that were great you know totally totally completely helpful so um in my mind i'm like okay you know that's cool i'm, I'm i've always had like a, a coachable attitude like if i'm trying to do something you tell me what to do let me do that and 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 if i you know i'll do it and i could only get better from there mm-hmm. love it so um now here's where then the then the let's say that whole sketch card world opened up because at that point I had found out I found a few different companies right Upper Deck and Tops were considered like the most I won't say untouchables but there was no information to how to submit at the time nowadays they're actually a lot more open with with giving away the, the submission emails but at that time you had to meet someone and get that email for you to submit your your you know your samples to so I had found a Bragent uh, Bridget yes, Marketing. Yes. I also had found Cold Stuff, which is um, oh yes, uh, they're, they're based in um, in the UK. And who else was there? And Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse Archives. And let's see. I think. Oh, and and there was Viceroy Viceroy Cards. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, mm. based out of Vegas. Um, those were like the you know that 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 was the landscape. So my first actual my first first set was in 2012, which was for Bragent. And it was for the World World of Fantasy card set. And if you guys have seen this card set, it's kind of interesting because he, he created a sketch card size that folds, that opens up to a full eight and a half by eleven card. Whoa! I don't know if you guys have seen that. I'm sure it's I on. Haven't. It's got to be on eBay. I've got. I think I've got a promo. Something cool. that does something similar, but yeah, I think I've got something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, and and it was. I know it was one day I saw um, a post. You know, Brajen is looking for artists for a new, a new set. I, I looked it up. Worlds of Fantasy, anything goes. From steampunk to sci-fi to 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 whatever. So. That was literally like my first, my first first job, um, and it was and it was and it was, it was technically not a traditional sketch card. So so what so it's a it's a, it's a sketch card size card, right? And you do whatever character, um, sci-fi character, whatever you you imagined, and then it opens up to a bigger blank canvas. So you can take the idea was to take that same character and do something else with it with the on the bigger and the on the bigger opened um card so that was my first you know delve into in into uh sketch cards and i also provided some base card art for um this like um steam steam bot character which was my first maybe steam bot illustration which ends up in today looking um an iteration of my character walter tank from my comic book the world of him <laughs> but uh, but that's that, that's a whole other story. So that was actually probably the my my first uh, delve into it. My first actual card set that I did was Viceroy cards because then shortly after that I saw that they were doing a space. It was space. It was space. Whatever year it was. Um. So now I I, I might get my years off, but I know that's I right. just know I, I just know the order. You but have a better memory than me, so no worries. <laughs> So I know. So my first actual sketch card set was space. It was I, I think it was 50 cards of just space illustrations, and they said you know you can do whatever you'd like. You could create the planets if you want. Just make sure it looks like you know outer space. And I think for me, develop That's developmental wise was key because at that point I got to do just outer space stuff um, on landscapes. Create you know got to create my own landscapes. Really. Um, play with color palettes you know in an unhinged kind of way because there was no real art direction it was more like you know okay this is what you're going to do and, and and so on and so forth so that was my full full set that i ever did uh that was the so that would have been for vice world cards um my second set would have been cold stuff i saw that cold stuff had and, or they were they were asking for submissions for War of the Worlds, based uh, on the H.G. Well book. Yes, yes. And I was super excited for it, super excited for it because um I, I've always liked War of the Worlds. Never read the book, and I took the opportunity of reading the book, as I signed up for it, or, or I, I basically you know took the contract for the cards. I got the book. I read the book, and 
as an artist and or illustrator, that's one of the things I've always wanted to to be able to do, where I can read a book and then right after that do some actual work. Um, Years ago, when when I wanted to um, be a like a fantasy novel illustrator, I always assumed that the artist like had to read the whole book and and come up with a, with a cover. <laughs> I assumed that you know as a kid, <laughs> and I, so I had had it in my mind. I always wanted to read a whole book and be able to to, to do like artwork for it. So it kind of played into that fantasy. So I was able to um, to do that. It's a great book anyway. Um, I, I and, and and I highly recommend it. You know, it's over 100 years old, I believe now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic. Yeah. So um, th- that that would be another one where where I got to this card set. I was able to, I guess, live that fantasy of reading a full book, doing all the illustrations, and then right after that, they re- they were going to do the American Civil War, which is pretty interesting um, for for you know, I guess, a British company to do a a card set of the American Civil War, which but which it is in their in their wheelhouse, right? They 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 were doing historic stuff and all kinds of. Um, Classics, right? Like, like yeah. literary classics. That's, a, that, that's what they were doing, and that was the next set I did right after, and that was super interesting because I'm also a, a history fan. Um, I'm a fan of history. I, I get into different um, historical do- uh, documentaries. Big fan of war documentaries, and then I get to, you know, jump into the Civil War as far as you know, in, in a heavy way. So yeah. I signed up for it, and and what did I do? And lucky for me, Netflix had the uh, uh, the John Byrne um, American Civil War documentaries, and I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> John Byrne, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Have you ever oh, have you ever man. have you ever seen or heard of um, an Alan Bennett play called The History Boys? No, no I'm not familiar. No, no. Um, Alan Bennett's um, uh, dialogue is, is, is very witty. And in the History Boys, someone says the immortal line, history, it's just one thing after another. <laughs> which which is always worth which is always worth repeating. Um, anyway, so you, you, did, you, did, you did Civil War stuff. What, what came after that? When did, you, when did you get to Capes? How did you get to capes? Yeah, exactly, and and I guess yes. Sorry if I'm if I'm taking no you know, no 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 no, 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 no you're not. No, no. I'm just I'm, I, I think this is fascinating. They're just the journey through different Very card cool. companies and, and styles. Yeah, and 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 let's begin that. I wanted to do capes. I wanted to do you know, I you know, being a, a comic book illustrator is my is my jam. It's what I was my focus. But instead, I'm I'm doing all this other stuff. That's not it, but. In this, in the vein of being an illustrator and artist, it's it's what what it's about, yeah. stretching your skills into, or taking your skills and stretching your abilities, um, to convey other type of uh, uh, media, other type of stories, and I, I guess to open yourself up a little bit more. Uh, so how the capes come along? So at this point, let's see if I can forward it. So in in, in between all of that, I am. I, I think I did one more round um, of cards, and I sent it to uh, Written House. And and Warren had he had made one note and was like, you know, he was like, if you were to use more blacks, you know, this stuff would would, would really stand out. 
only because artistically at that point I was since I was doing comic books and comic book like fan art, I wasn't inking as far as using the techniques of an inker. I was literally just outlining my artwork with a pen. Gotcha. Which is mm-hmm. not tra- technically inking. And since I was coloring stuff digitally, I really wasn't embracing the what 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 ink establishes on a comic book page or on a or on a comic book style illustration. So it, it was 100% my journey, my, my my thing of 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 connecting certain things with with one with one another. So and I remember I, I remember the drawing. It was a uh, a Colossus, a not Colossus, a Juggernaut drawing I had done, and I colored it. And he was oh this is very nice. And what he did is um he probably put it into Photoshop, and inked it like real quick to show me how it would have looked if I would have inked it. Uh-huh. And, 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 and and added some spot blacks as we call them or like full blacks in certain areas and I saw it and then it just like my mind was like like yeah look <laughs> at the difference like it was literally my, my base drawing and all he did was just add like a darker black to it and like filled in certain areas and it is it, exactly as he said it's going to be more enhanced if I were to use more blacks I'm like holy crap yeah he's right <laughs> wow like a jam piece he did a jam piece with Martinek <laughs> that's really <laughs> cool <laughs> so so at that point you know and I, and I haven't done anything with with written house archives yet um I, I I was already doing this other work and then hoping to get there because I mean that's the way it was I mean that's kind of the way things played out like I, I didn't get to do anything um in that in that vein just yet so um as far as what happens next everything's kind of blurred I just know at one point oh uh witchblade Bragent did Witchblade, oh. which is kind of that's kind of my jam, right? Superhero stuff yes, or whatever, you know, good, uh, Image yeah. Comics. So that's the first like suit cape superhero set I did. It was Witchblade, and and I went to town, you know, just totally, you know, loving it, doing, you know, uh, doing that. And I just know at one point I um, when it was released and I shared my cards, Warren saw it online and was like, he just. He was very complimentary, and I was honored because the guy who was basically the guy who was the gatekeeper <laughs> in a good way, right? When when I'm talking about it in a negative way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He's literally an appointed gatekeeper, so so he's allowed. <laughs> mm. or, or you know what? From from here on out, why, why don't we? Just, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna call him the Godfather. How's that? Let's go, Godfather. I was gonna say, let's just call him a Godfather. Yeah. So, 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 so Godfather. So, so Godfather Martinick. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he, uh, he commented, "Oh, this is a, a, a great angle." And I remember the the shot I did. I did, did kind of like an upshot of of um of of uh, Sarah. What's her name? Yeah, Sarah. Um, like like in the church, and he was like, "Oh, great angle." You know, I something to the extent of you know, I wish more people um tried harder angles like this. So I, I found it an honor. And at that point, I just know I was in the mix of doing all that stuff that I haven't – I was so busy with the other cars, I didn't even get back to um, uh, Rittenhouse to do cars for them or, or to really – to submit formally. So when, what ends up happening is, um, man, I think at this point we'd have to fast forward to – Trying to think, trying to think. Uh, I think 2014, right? That that show in um, Philly, uh, the non-Philly sports card show. Oh yeah, which is oh, yeah. I think, I think it. 
at the time was one of the biggest non-sports card shows in, in, in the East Coast. I mean, they might have done something in New York or, or more commercial shows, but I think for for non-sports cards, that must be the biggest that must be the biggest show. Only because the talent there and if you know sketch cards and the people that go to that show it's like a lot of heavy hitters, and I'm 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 not in, even close to even considering myself, you know, as a heavy hitter or anything like that. But the people that go there were people that I already was aware of. So I was invited to the 60th Philly show, right? The oh, 60th yeah. um, show. So um, I was excited about that, and I saw the lineup, and I saw that. Um, um, Rhea, Rhea goes every year, right? Uh, it's Rhea, uh, Tony Perna, uh, Tony Perna, um, and any Lane Perna, um, Sean Pence. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Warren, and usually they shift around, you know, a few other artists. But th- 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 those are the basically the staple. Uh, I think they're all in the in the Pennsylvania area, so it's kind of, a, you know, um, although I think. I think some of them are, are in Pittsburgh, so it's like a one heck of a trip for them. But 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 anyway, so that was the show they were going to. So um, how, how how do I uh, so where where am I going with this? Oh, so that's probably <laughs> at that show is where I, I got to actually meet Warren, and that oh, by cool. by that point I was already doing cards, and he knew I was already doing cards. So it was more like okay, so when he you know. Are you gonna submit or what? <laughs> or, or, or exactly how I worked out? I forgot how. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I put the the formal samples. He was like, no problem. And probably by the time I was at that show, I was already in the works for getting some some cards. Cool. cool. What? But, That's awesome, man. That's so sick. But, but I, I got to the point that when we went to that show, I I was saying I was taking all the card sets. I I. You know that were that were thrown at me. So at that point, I, I you know, as far as Bragent, I was doing everything for for Bragent, for Viceroy, for for Viceroy cards, and for Colt stuff. So I, I was just doing everything. I, I really just I was, you know, just going to town on, on on any set that would come my way. And at the show, Warren Warren did give me a, a word of advice. He was like, you know, George, you can't say no to stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're right because he I, he must have noticed that I was just doing everything, you know, and and I, and I was getting to a point where I was a little overwhelmed, but I I just wasn't saying no. I was more than happy to. I did want to make my presence known, or at least at least have my art really be part of the sketch card world or the community. Yeah. So I figured, go hard, go hard, and go heavy, you know, um, and about that time so yeah so we met in person and it was a little bit after that when i already i signed up and i, and I did an actual set for um written house um written house archives the yeah so that that would be how i got to 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 written house upper deck i can get into that in a second <laughs> but i guess i love i love this i mean starting with space and guns I know you can do Surfer and Punisher, so I know you're solid there. <laughs> you know, all that experience working with those heroes, but I mean, you've been you've been around. I knew I knew about you very shortly 
after getting into the hobby, I think I, I followed you pretty quickly when I was doing on Instagram, like when I was showing people's APs and stuff like that. I think I found out about you pretty quickly. Plus, Vega is such a good name for this, man. You know, that's just such a killer, killer name for that. Such a memorable name. And then your art is as well. But that's amazing that you went through that. It's so funny to like interview Warren and then all of a sudden have you on here and just see that direct kind of disciple and like, you know, the, the Godfather speaking and, you know, you becoming an amazing artist in your own right, of course, and, and just how that's all kind of come to fruition. Very cool. That is, that is cool. And what was that first set, Rittenhouse set? Um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, I might have to do a computer search. It was... <laughs> So uh, many sets. Oh, I've got so many sets. I can't remember them all. Oh, what a beast. oh man, I, I I hope I'm not coming off. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm just taking no, the piss. Awesome. Uh, I, I have to because in my mind I'm remembering, and it was, let's see, I I think it was maybe Women of Marvel or because Women I know of Marvel too, maybe or or, or or maybe Divas too, or or something diva, something Divas too, maybe Dangerous Divas, maybe. Divas, yes. Maybe um, you did Divas. actually. When you first sent us your um, email uh, back in the day, I think you told me. Hang on a minute. What we got here? Oh, you know what? You didn't tell me at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have um, sh- uh, talked about more current stuff, but I think so. If- yeah. Yeah, I think it was Dangerous Divas because I know I did a Gomorrah that, that came up a lot online where, where people shared a lot. And there was a Gomorrah I did with like a with like a truck in the back, uh, like some sort of van of some sort of I, – I created the background. I, I, I'm, a, I'm weird like that. I love – I like drawing – I actually enjoy drawing backgrounds and creating the, the, the settings the characters are in. Mm. Oh, Yeah. So I, I know I ended up drawing some sort of sci-fi truck in the background or something, but I think it was like Dangerous Divas Two, or maybe it was one of those Dangerous Diva sets. Um, was one of my first first um, in house archives um, car sets, and, and you know, so I actually took a long way about to get to the capes, you know, which which it, it is. I do have a commentary about what's going on now in sketch cards and and the industry, but. I guess I could get into that a little. We'll bit. get to it. Don't you worry. We'll get there. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Late. But um, I definitely worked my way into into it. You know, it, it was not where I, I just got to draw. You know, what I wanted to. I, I had in a way I earned it. And I guess sh- should I get into how I started doing work for Upper Deck or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I find it fascinating the difference. I love hearing this. Yeah. Um, how different card companies approach it. And I imagine a lot of that's down to what the license is, if any, because some of them are, you know, self um, kind of published things without an IP. Um, or, you know, a lot of it, and I, I kind of learned this from Ingrid Hardy's book. Ah, there's the Gamora. Right. He's holding I it was up. trying to find we'll, it. We'll pop that was awesome. Yeah, you guys were right though. Dangerous Diva Series Two. You guys, you got when you, you guys said it. Uh, Ian, Ian's the mastermind. Um, the um, uh, Ingrid Hardy, um, who we're hopefully going to talk to again soon, although she doesn't know it, but I'm going to reach out to her. Uh, her Art of Sketch Cards, Volume One, because she's about to do Volume Two, um, and she talks a lot about the art directors, and of course that that can be the entire experience for a lot of people i mean you know you had warren who was 
he was the kind of the gatekeeper, the godfather, but I guess in some ways he also had that kind of art director hat on, you know, mm-hmm. house and you know, doing that. Um, so I imagine that that experience can be very different depending on who your conduit is the different companies so uh, which i find fascinating and i know that who wears that hat's changed over the years with with companies like upper deck so so how did how did you make that segue because obviously rittenhouse did um the marvel license did depart from them and, and then arrive at upper deck was that was that around the time that that happened um yes uh i'm trying to Yes. As a matter of fact, quick a quick side note on the the on my development as an artist, Warren was 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 key for me to to want to start inking my cards. And almost at the same time, I had just met Mark Morales. Uh, Mark Morales mm-hmm. is a legendary inker, Marvel comics and stuff like that. And uh, we talked. And I know he was doing an upper. This is years later. Actually, not year, years later. He did do um, some cards. But when I met. Mark Morales, I showed him my artwork and he said almost the same thing. Hey, you know what? If you were to start inking and Mark Morales said, listen, if you start inking, your 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 work's going to get, your work is going to jump. There's going to be a jump in your work if you, if you start inking. At that point, I'm like, you know, I have two guys that are well known. I literally have the inker of inker of inkers telling me that I should I should that it's going to improve my work, and he, he was and he was very complimentary to my work. He was complimentary and said, "Listen, all you need is this, and it's going to add a lot more polish to your work." Mm. And that's what I wanted to get to. I just wanted to, um, I guess, really acknowledge the two people who uh, helped develop that part in in, in in my artwork. So, okay, so I'll get back to your question. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> um, my jump now, my jump to Upper Deck, right? Is this where we're gonna go? Was yeah. kind of oh, yeah. easy because what what ended up happening was that they approached me. I, Georgie Boy didn't have to do anything. Well, there you go. <laughs> Damn yeah, baby! <laughs> I love it. So you didn't have to audition. They came after you. I love they, it. Yep, and and that could be attributed to you know to Warren because yeah. at that point with what. The work I was already doing with the pointers already. I, I I remember it was shortly after I did this Green Arrow. Actually, I had done a, I, I had done a um, a Green Arrow and a um, Black Canary on my own on my own stock, and I had shared it online. And I know it was after I shared that Green Arrow, um, the talent coordinator at Upper Deck had contacted me. And I know it, it, it had to do with that because it was one of those moments where that green arrow was like getting a lot of likes and shares and stuff like that. And I know somehow it had it had it had reached him. So, and I know I remember I, I remember the emails asking inviting me to the 2014 Marvel premiere deck. Oh, wow. nice. And I remember the, it was a very nice email. You know, well, they, they do send you the invitation. You know, the, we all get this formal email. But I, I just remember it saying, hey, you know, hey, George, just saw your work. You know, I'd like for you to do some, some Marvel work for us. Um, I'd like for you to do work on our on our on one of our prestigious sets, right? Which I believe is I, – I don't, I don't know if he was just – I mean, it's know. sketch card Graceland basically, man. Like Marvel Premiere is, <laughs> is definitely – It's like strip naked and rolling around in a field of sketch cards isn't it yeah. that is, kind of that. or Scrooge McDuck you just dived into the vault of sketch cards and you just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah yeah so 
that was that, and that's how I started with Upper Deck. Um, so that was probably maybe the payoff to having to work so hard at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. I guess now, if I wanted to, if you know, if I'm creating a narrative to my life, <laughs> as we as we all do, we create some narrative to our life to make it <laughs> somehow it make all. sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, uh, I, I believe that was probably the payoff where I, I really didn't have to do much work to. Um, yeah, because yeah. you've done it before. Well, you've already put, yeah, in, the, you put in the you work. You've already put in the yeah. work. You know what I mean? It was just paying off at that point. But I love that, man. That's fantastic. Wow, Marvel Premiere. What a fun what a fun set to dive into, too. So, like, so how, how do you feel about going from the standard sketch card to, like, maybe a three-panel sketch card or the five-by-seven, right? Because you would have that in, in Premiere. What was that kind of jump for you? It, um... It was intimidating at first. Uh, I have to say, it was just hundred percent, hundred percent intimidating. O- only because I'm like, I don't know, you know, how I should do this, and I had to go online and try to find out, or or see what other artists did to get some ideas, and see what what works. As far as the space and 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 doing it, you know, the the different, uh, let's say, the different aspect ratios or however you wanna, or the different mm-hmm. canvases, I know. As as an artist, I, I I don't think we should struggle much with that because the canvas the canvas size can change almost on most projects. You know, you never know what you're gonna get as far as um, the canvas, so to speak. Yeah. So as an artist, it should be a matter of optimizing your space. So I, as far as it being long, you know, some people I, I spoke to other artists that are like, oh, but it's so long, kind of a weird space. I'm like, yeah, it's a weird space, but you get to design it. So in a mm. way you're in control of the space or, or yes. maybe my biggest advice or what I tell myself is take control of the space. Don't get, don't get scared by it. Um, but I, I was intimidated only because I didn't know exactly what I should be doing on these cards. Mm. Um, you get a list of the, of, of who not to draw. <laughs> you don't get a list of who to draw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, then, then I, I, you know, I looked around and did some stuff and, and, um, or, did some research to see who you know who did what and i end, i think i ended up doing my own thing where on some of the um let's say i think it was the the, the super long panels i, I forget mm-hmm. what those were, 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 were i think this the, they're, they're the four panel ones the three and the four, four panels four. yeah so three I and four they get pretty long yeah where where at one point I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the team, t- the team on one side, like like basically kind of like headshots, and then on the back it'll be their base, like the home. That's base. cool. Gotcha. That's a good so idea. I I know for one for one card I did like the Hellfire Club, like the original, <sighs> you know, like uh, like like all headshots of the Hellfire Club, mm-hmm. and then on the back nice. I looked up the different Hellfire Clubs and I saw that in in the 90s they were referencing like this building in New York that looked. That, that they would call the Hellfire Club. So I just drew this, you know, building I had found, and, and then you and put their their um their logo or, or, or their symbol right on like on the concrete or, or nice. You know, <laughs> so that basically that's how I dealt, how I dealt with that problem. And I know one of the other panels, I had done um, um Nick Fury. It was just like a long shot of Nick Fury um running, and then on the back. I, I did the uh, the helicarrier. The hel- helicarrier. Oh, oh that's wow, that's cool, man. See, but that's the kind of stuff. Like, and I've seen your work for a while now. 
you're never not inventive or creative. Like I always feel like you put that story and that space. And like you were saying about like Gamora and the truck in the background, like I feel like so much of like sketch cards and I, I know the pay is miserable and all those kind of horrible things, but I'm always inspired by what artists do to get around that and be still creative and inventive with the space. It's just such a cool idea, man. I love that. I think I've seen that card actually. It's a beautiful piece. Thanks, man. Thanks. And, and you know what? Talking about uh, Godfather Warren again. Or Godfather Warren. Godfather Warren, baby. <laughs> God, talking about Godfather Warren. He um, also at that Philly show, you know, we, we, we got to talk and it was super cool. Oh, we didn't even talk about the jam piece yet. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, we were talking, you know, about, about the process, and he, he saw my work, and I had a bunch of stuff there. And one, one thing he told me that I tell people when when other sketch card artists are coming in, or people that I meet that want to break in, is that how, how do you say, whatever work, you know, you put in, the fans recognize. Mm. The fans recognize, and when it comes to your APs, <laughs> it will. It will be it, it. It will be. Let's say it will be evident with your pricing. Gotcha. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. You, you know. So I have to say I've been fortunate that in all these years doing sketch cards and doing APs, no one at any point was like, you know, get you know get the heck out of here or you know or or I, I was insulted anyway. I, I I hear so many stories of of, of people saying you know oh, some guy just told me to f off. You know, after I gave Whoa. my pricing and stuff like that. I mean, really? I, I, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've, wow. I've heard the the stories, the the rants. There there, there happen to be um, sketch card artists face groups out there that, that are just for artists. <laughs> just so you guys. Yeah, know. oh that's cool. <laughs> I'll tell of these secret little 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 um, underground <laughs> prohibition style uh, spaces on the internet <laughs> where you've got a yeah. password like, is not in wink. <laughs> You know, wink, wink, yeah. I can see a sketch card artist opening the metal slot of a door and looking out. I was like, all right. <laughs> I, see, I see, I see Dre's face. <laughs> I see Dre's face. I can see Dre's face looking out that little window. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and like, you know, we, we and I guess in a way it's therapeutic because we share stories and so, you know, and, and tips or, or or this and that. And yeah. I think, I think it's, it's really helpful, especially for the younger artists because there is a thing there is a big difference between um being an artist and trying to break into this business and having business sense you know that that is there is a difference as far as you know business sense as far as you know how you're going to treat your clients what are you going to do you know what what will you let your clients know up front Mm -hmm. um so either way i've i've been fortunate where the worst I've ever gotten it was like, oh, dude, you're so worth it, but I can't afford it right now. No problem. That's that. That's the hundred percent. The the most respectable thing to do. Hey, if it's not or if it's not in your budget, that that's cool. I get it. You know, it's and it, and I tell artists, it's okay to not be in someone's budget. Mm-hmm. It's not an insult to you. You just you're not in their budget now. You know, is there? Let's just say, is there? Logically, can you price yourself out of the market? Yeah, you can logically price yourself out of the market, but you know you're gonna tell me you know some of the the the, the top names out there that someone oh, a question you know their pricing. No, I mean like let's let's talk about some of the giants like like again Godfather Warren, <laughs> you know yeah 
I mean, I just I, I just did a commission with him, and I need um, to do mine. you need to do yours. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Um, I just did a commission with him, and the card is here. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that's great. That's yeah. See, see, I know what I want to do with mine. I want to do um awesome. a cover. Oh, right. oh, MCC 1998. Is that? Yeah, isn't that great? Oh, nice. Damn, that's like oh wow. Old school, old school. Oh, I know, because it has Surfer on the back. Yeah, like oh, the. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so I, oh, you know, good. it's Ringo's uh, Surfer outline. Yeah. So I was like, he said he had one. I was like, I'm not going to pass that up. Um, but it's just a beautiful piece. But like he told me his price, and I was just like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That well, makes sense. It, and it's it, not it's not on the higher end. I mean, I think also not that I can give sketch card advice at all because I'm not an artist in terms of drawing. I'm just amazed by what you what everybody can do. Um, you know, I think a smart approach is what's what Fred Ian has done, which is the eBay auctions. You know what I mean? I think that's that's pretty clever. Like if you're not entirely sure, sure. You know what I mean? Try an AP on an eBay auction and see where your price point is. You know, in the ether. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that, does see, his that thing. to make a little sense. He does his thing. Yeah. Draws what he wants to. Yeah, and then he and posts it. it on people eBay. like it. They don't. And if they do, they they bid. It's that literally makes, like makes a little put, sense. Put all the all the all the um gladiators into the arena and just let fate decide. And let them go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. You know, I I can see that. But yeah, you know, I think the thing is about Marvel card collectors too is that, not to say anything about other card collectors, but I feel like we have. A real, a real eye. I think most of us are very discerning and very much really about the art, right? There's other card things for other people, like Magic the Gathering and Pokemon are very much, the game is also an element, right? Star Wars, it's very much an actor look-alike kind of element, right? But when you get to Marvel cards, it's like the essence of the character has to be there. You know what I mean? There has to be that little magical element in there you know what i mean that has to like ring true to somebody and that's that's harder to nail you know what i mean now's the time oh, oh yeah baby oh, for there me it to is. show my george baker gem oh marvel gems and you know what nails this you probably oh. won't see this because my webcam's terrible is the, the expression on her face she looks it's great just brilliant i haven't Love seen that. that card in a while in a long time and what, what five years I- Five years you haven't seen this card for. That's how long she's been with me. That's hello. a great looking card. Hello, hello, darling. How are you? You all right? Well, yeah. I love that she's, you put the window there for the artist's sketch too, man. That's so awesome. She's she's, That's yeah, she's rooftop jumping and yeah. she's got a, a, a she's dime, uh, gem. Got, and you've got the... I'll tell you what, you've gem. got boxes on me. Uh, for a start, she's got a luxurious mane of hair, which I don't have, so, you know, she's got to have. You've got the fairy boots and you've actually got the kind of proper kind of rippling, whatever you call it, feathery kind of ness going on there. Um, I, what I love also about these Marvel gems of it is is the fact that of course it's got Black Cat on the back as well. That's oh, right. I didn't it's, even it's realize that. that. That's right. Yeah, it's character stock, um, which is beautiful. But I, I really like the Marvel Gems cardstock. It's a little thicker. It's not as thick as Fear Ultra Spider-Man or Masterpieces, but it's thicker than your regular stuff. Um, well, the foiling on there, too, is really nice. Like, yeah. it's that, 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 those gems and that, that kind of design on the card. You know, it's Marvel Gems, man, super underrated. It's, oh, it's such a pretty, 
pretty cards, pretty card stack. Yeah. You killed that, by the way, Vega. That looks sick, man. Just great. Great piece. Uh, I'm very, 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 very honored to own that in my collection. So thank you for that. I I'm, very I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm speechless, guys. And, and, you know, you guys you guys have such such an eye for this stuff. Uh, all I have to say is thank you. <laughs> thank oh, you. For, oh, no, no thank you, man. No I have four. So glad you came on and hung out with us and, like, telling us, man, we got to have you on again. And this has been so much fun so far, dude. Love this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I... And warning, I, I can talk. I can talk. And oh, I love it. It's a podcast, sir. It's a podcast. You've got to be able to do that. I've got four Marvel Gems cards. I've got Barish Merling. I've got a PJ. Cat, oh, I'm not going to try PJ your surname, so PJ. Cool. <laughs> and I've got someone who, who I've not heard of since, actually. Dear Scoro Beniga Jr. Mm. I've probably, probably completely murdered that person's name. But the that card... That's got some intense old stuff going on. We're gonna have it. We're gonna have a gems off now. Ooh, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's Damn, good. It's got an intense perspective going on there. I love it. Yeah, Discardo. This after, after Stegman. Um, yeah. It's a yeah. After Stegman, 2016. What? Man, I haven't. Heard, I've, that's. I don't even know that artist. No, I, I've, it's not. It's, it's one of those things. It's like I, I, I often forget what Very I have. Cool. It's beautiful. Well, also, also, you you have to think. Um, there are plenty of artists that come in and and they do a few rounds. A few rounds meaning they'll do a few sets and 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 they're out. They're out. Understandably, understandably, and respectfully, they're they're like, yeah, I'm out, or or they're just like, yeah, I'm not. You know, um, I'm not for this or anything. But for, it's very much a step on a journey. It's not, you know, it's never intended to be the final destination, as it were. So, um, right. and I completely and, get that. And my thing's always been, I, I've, it, my connection with 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 this genre or like the the, the superhero stuff has always been, um, you know, evident from you know my my, my first comic book collection. So I've always liked this superhero stuff. Yeah. The coolest connection. I made was um, to connect with the fans of of the uh, of, of sketch cards and 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 my intention all the time was to really have someone when they open up a pack and they get my card to just be so happy with it. Uh, I, I I always try my best. I can't say I always do my best. I mean that's you know <laughs> my skills. You know they they are what they are and. My intention has has always been to um, for that person who opens up that pack and pulls my card to have the best experience ever you know they may not they may not know who i am and they're, they're like who's this but i want them to, to at least be wowed by the art impressed by the art or say oh wow this is so cool i actually you know i, I don't want to be a letdown when someone opens opens my um pulls my one of my cards let's just say that yeah and, you yeah. know, and people see that, though, man. Like, you know, I, I've, I've heard this from other artists that have the same effect as your cards do, is that they don't disappoint. And it's because there's just that that effort and that and better. The better word is consideration. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm. I, I you know, my only beef with sketch cards sometimes is that, you know, you get a sketch card and it's 
atomically incorrect and and just really you know just half there not not fully realized and all this stuff and the first reaction is well you know they don't get paid much how much can you expect and stuff like that i was like you know what though but there's people who get to pay the same amount and they try to push themselves and you know what yeah it sucks about the corporation but the only person who's getting hurt there is the fan and vega your stuff has never done that you know i always appreciate the storytelling and the anatomy and 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 the focus and and the fun you know what i mean like you look at your instagram page it's covered from head to toe and like nostalgia fun like we all grew up on the same stuff and it's so cool to see all these like it like the arcade fun. stuff yeah. you did oh, it's just so much fun and just just a good time you know what i mean Alien and, stuff as well. Oh God! Oh, yes, I love, I love the alien I, stuff. I just you're doing. I just took a little dive into um, the sketch cards of yours that are still on EPAC, and there's there's maybe thirty uh, on on here, and it's actually quite interesting. Is when you scroll down, of course they're in they're in order of date, so the lower stuff is the older sets. So you really can kind of see your progression through that which i find fascinating uh, to see yes. but it's the work that you've done on obviously the alien set and then the um alien movie um set and then the aliens um set as well which i absolutely love those cards mm-hmm. oh. Uh, well, I was pretty ballsy. I was pretty ballsy on those cards, I, and I know I, I I say it or it ballsy meaning I I did two styles on one card oh. set. I don't. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has done it or it, or maybe they have. I don't know. I think yeah yeah we do see people mixing it up and just kind of doing sub subsets within their sets. Yeah, 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 yeah. did yeah. something so so similar what, to what that. I, did, I think yeah. So I I have the 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 line work and, and and I guess as far as almost like uh, uh, the cartoonish the the cartoon uh, comic book style and then I also did a painterly style mm. and you, oh. you you'll, you'll see the ones that were with obviously with no line in there it was just 100 percent a marker just drawn out and just fully rendered in in, in, in marker which is it's more work even more work <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah I can only imagine well you know the piece I'm looking at now is the um black diamond Jean Grey on oh, your on Instagram, Instagram right? let's have a look at that and I love like like I was saying earlier about oh, the storytelling new, right? aspect. Yeah, that's, that's one of the new ones yeah that's, that's uh, one that's of the new ones right <laughs> I, I love that it obviously looks like she came out of his head and then is slowly touching the ground, right? Like that's a classic X-Men image in my head. And that story is just automatically put in there. And I, I love that about it. Such a cool, cool concept and, and a great card. And full body and the heads. I mean, like that's not easy, man. You know, full bodies, a lot of people, full bodies, three quarter bodies. Those are Those are some of the toughest ones I can imagine. They, they, they are tough. You know, they're especially now. I'm noticing that the eye strain. Um, you know, sometimes I like I have to. Well, I don't feel the strain. What happens is that when I'm when I'm doing those cards and, and with that much detail, when I pick my head up and do something else, I'm like, whoa! It really now it takes yeah. me like, a little bit for my eyes to refocus. Yeah. Not like yeah. before, it was a lot faster. Nowadays, it's like I need a little. I'm like, whoa! You know. Or like, if someone comes into the room, you know, I've got, I've got kids, I've got, I've got a wife, I've got family here, and if they come yeah. into the room to talk, they know that 
and I told you know they know that I don't I don't pick up my head to talk to them because my my, my vision's too blurry, so mm-hmm. so they'll they'll know I won't turn my head to talk you know, <laughs> you know, and, you know me uh, me and the wife has had have had some problems over it. <laughs> hey, what, look at me! I can't look at you. I'm doing a card. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, I don't have the card excuse, and yeah, I sometimes pull that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, like, I've got a Facebook the, group to run. Leave me alone. <laughs> you should see the magnifying glass that uh, Martinex oh, showed us. Remember? Mm. It was like it was like it's like a it was like a lighthouse lens. It was it was huge <laughs> to like get the, the details. Oh my goodness! Sorry, I've just seen something on your Instagram feed that's just yes. made me sick with happiness. It's the alien with Jonesy the cat. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that oh, is wonderful. That? Just keep scrolling. It's 11 weeks ago. My goodness, mate, I've been scrolling for a while. I'm only back less than three months. George, you, you put the work in on your social media, my friend. You're a beast. Good stuff. Um, Thank you. There's a room. Yeah, I, starts as well. well. Well, this is, you know, um, I, I say for me and I, I always like to uh, let people know that the, I have to put in that work because this is my full-time job I mean I'm a full-time mm-hmm. illustrator yeah so I uh, need to to do that and I would that would be my advice to, to our other artists out there that you know your social media is part of your marketing mm. every business every business needs three three things <laughs> uh, a product marketing and accounting yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, right, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know I know I know people don't want to hear that, but that's that's the truth. And as an artist, I embrace that. Um, I, so I think about those different aspects all the time. And my marketing is my and our, and the easiest way to market is social media. Yeah. Really paying well, anything pe- yet, you know, unless you do ads or whatever. Well, but I was going to say, people say it's easy, but the the thing with social media is it's the time. Yeah. You know, because there is a time commitment there. So you might not be paying in dollars, but you're paying in time, which you know, for some people equals dollars, you know, and it's the biggest struggle I have when we're doing the stuff with the podcast and, and um, is, is the time to actually do that, you know. Um, so, yeah, hats off to you for, for, for doing that. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at your – sorry, I'm just looking <laughs> – that's what I'm doing. I just saw his inspector gadget, and I'm like dying over here. I'm That's looking at awesome. his. I'm looking at his bonnet. I'm looking at his hair. It's um. So so George, you're a lot hairier than I. Yeah, you're a lot hairier than I was expecting you to be because gorgeous. Um, Look at that mean. But it's very eighties, and don't take that the wrong way. Cool. That's meant as a compliment. You're rocking it, my friend. It's looking good. Uh-huh. Well, well, that that's that, and um, you guys, you guys probably know that at this point, I, I published uh, two books, um, GB Pop Eighties, uh, Volume One and Volume oh. Two, all, all based on Eighties uh, uh, nostalgia of fan art. Um, there, there are sketchbooks, and they're all all, all my fan art. So, oh, cool. Um, oh. Cool. So I, I did not know this. I did not know this. Is is there a link at the top of your Instagram feed that might take me? Oh, there's a link tree. Sorry, this is this is live on air. Exploring George's seen Instagram Ian. feed. When he found out about the link tree, I could not get him to shut up oh, about I it for like an it. I love hour. It. Oh, it's he awesome. was so excited. I love it. <laughs> it's well, very it's, cool. Well, well, pop, well, pop. This will be on the tasting notes, folks. So you can you yeah. Can go so we'll put all this out to your heart's content. Uh, but there is a um, an Etsy shop link. 
there that I know I'm going to hesitate to click on because um, I need to be able to buy food. Um, but so does George. So go and click on it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. That's good. It is. It is pretty good, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I like I'm, it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pleased with that. I'm pleased That's with that. up there. That's on my ranking. I like uh, it. It's up there. But yes, your your um, uh, Peter Peter Scanlon described his his facial hair as a plague beard. So your your funny. plague uh, mane, I'm going to call it. Your plague mane is 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 mighty impressive. I only say this because I'm hugely envious that I cannot grow such a um, <laughs> a, a fine head of hair myself. Um, <laughs> do, do you? Um, no, I wanted to stay on aliens for just a little bit because yeah, because uh, uh, technically speaking, Marvel have got it, even though they've not done cards for it in the Marvel under the Marvel banner. Anyway. Um, you posted something, and I think it was on your Facebook, where you said um, that you were really into the prequels, and anyone who disagreed can fight you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. well, I will be in your corner on that one, sir, because I absolutely love them. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, that not a lot of people feel like that, but I thought, you know what? I saw that, and I was like, I'm going, I'm going to talk about the Alien prequels that Ridley did. Yes, 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 and I. I love them. As a matter of fact, when Prometheus was released, at that time, I know I was, you know, so so busy with life and stuff that I had no idea what tie-in it had to the rest of the franchise. Unless we all didn't know, but I just know I didn't know. So I went to the movies to see to watch Prometheus, and I know really Scott wasn't obviously the director. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's hello, it's sci-fi, and mm. it's, you know, really Scott, it's going to be awesome. So I'm watching this thing. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Oh, I like the concept. And then when I saw the designs, I'm like, oh wow, that looks so you know H.R. Geigerish. You know, oh, you know, it looks very close to to the alien designs. Okay, okay, you know, it's really Scott. So you know, he's allowed. I mean, that's his aesthetic, right? You know, so I'm bargaining. You know, not not bargaining. <laughs> bargaining, I love it. I'm like, oh yeah, well. So supposed to look you know i mean in a way i'm not i'm seeing it but i'm not connecting it to it it looks like it's in the alien world but i didn't realize (laughs) how much of the alien world it was and then at the end i'm like oh hold on a second (laughs) you know i I mean spoiler alert to a what seven-year-old movie (laughs) yeah i I think i think they're (laughs) i think we're good on that (laughs) uh you know people get touchy but uh yeah you know and and at the end to see that i guess it would be he's known as a protomorph i think that's a proper term for that because he's not no morph yet i don't remember that's the the the, i think yeah so you know at the end you you could see that version and then not to mention that and the thing is, the engine always fascinated me. Always fascinated me. So when I did, when I got to work on the the first Alien card set I got to work on was, or the first one they released. I do have to say, the first one they released was Aliens Alien Anthology. That's that was it, the yeah. first. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I don't know if it was the first first, but in modern days, in the in the in, or in the modern these past seven to eight years i don't think they released any other alien stuff the first alien set they released was alien and i believe and that covered all four movies and i was like cool you know i was invited to do the set i'm like heck yeah because i've always been i've always been an alien franchise fan um alien and aliens 
alien, you know, the second alien movie was uh-huh. my favorite. I mean, we're we're all at this at that age that you know that was that 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 was us. I mean, that was that movie was made for us. Hundred <laughs> percent. Mm-hmm. I I had a full size cinema poster of that on my wall for the longest time when I was a teenager, and it was the most dog-eared thing, and it was just held up with blue tack, and um, but I absolutely loved it. It was just like the just the aliens. This time it's war with the kind of glowing eye that it had on the oh, the design on that. I mean, just... also it's genius when you think about it, right? I mean, yeah. I, I I was teaching Alien and Aliens in um, an action movie class, and I was telling her, I was like, you have to understand, the first movie was Alien, second movie is Aliens, a simple S tells you mm-hmm. so much about what's at stake and what has been like accumulated and how it's you know just mounted into this you know what i mean and like the difference between alien one and alien two alien is a horror movie plain and simple mm-hmm. yep. aliens is an action movie and oh, yeah. that is just a crazy difference from uh, a, to have like a sequel relationship you know what i mean i mean it's the same one for terminator yeah right with an incredible mother-daughter an cross-generational amazing, thing amazing the it, especially with a special edition Yes, oh. and, and Newton, everybody, yeah, just so yeah. sick. Uh, I, love it. I love it. Aliens, uh, great man, it's super under great stuff, man. So good. Uh, and yeah. Covenant, Covenant, I love yeah. Covenant. What I what? Uh, so the thing is, the thing for me about the the Ridley prequel is that he's not yet made the third one because it is designed to be a free. Right. He's oh, that's about, exciting. Uh, David's story continues. So have you have you seen Covenant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at you, Noreen, because I know that. Um, oh, yeah. I wasn't sure. I looked at Vega. I was like, I'm pretty sure Vega has this under. No, no, no. I know Vega has. I just didn't because we've not spoken about them. So, um, no. but the, the thing with Covenant ends, and it's when I started watching Covenant, I had it because I'd seen Prometheus at the cinema, and I remember getting out of the cinema and 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 like being a bit like Forrest Whitaker squint. I wasn't quite sure what, what I'd just seen, and then it came out on Blu-ray, and I saw it again. And I absolutely, and second time I got it. That's often the case with Ridley Scott movies. I often need to see them more than once because there's quite a lot going on with them, especially Hannibal. First time I saw Hannibal, I didn't like it at all. The more times you watch it, the more you see within it and you see how he's constructed it. It's brilliant film. Anyway, um, and Covenant, uh, when it came out, I think it was in the first five minutes, I realized, okay, this is David's story. Mm-hmm. And you kind of know, okay, David is the one that propels this 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 evolution, this narrative. Everything else is just kind of the building blocks for what he does yep. yes. and the journey that he goes on. And and what I really really like about both films, so I'm going off on one here. But what I love about both films is all the stuff that is edited out that they put out as promotional stuff. Yep, that is properly filmed as part of the movie. Yep. but supports it. So the David video uh, that you get, the promotional video for the David model. I don't know if you've ever mm. seen that. That's that's available to watch. There's a scene where Guy Pearce plays the young uh, Peter Wayland giving a TED talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Have you ever seen that? That was done as part of the yep. first movie. Yep. You can. It's on the Blu-ray, and it's amazing because Guy Pearce with just like I think it's like seven minutes of just really, really, really good dialogue. Wow. It's just like okay, that's his ambition. It, you, it just adds elements to the movie. I don't know why some of this wasn't actually in because it would have worked so well but anyway and there's the same with the second film it's just no, no, uh, and and the ambition of these films like it, it cuts deep so deep because mm-hmm. even let's 
let's even look at it as far as um the Whalen the Whalen corporate uh, Whalen Corporation, right? So if you look at the prequels, it's Whalen Corporation, right, or Whalen Corp. But if you look at the future movies, like let's say if you cut to like Aliens or the the, the third Alien movie, it's Whalen Ta- Tahani. Ta- Whalen Jutini. What was that again? Whalen Jutini. 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 Yeah, Whalen Jutini. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah. When you teeny, so you you actually find out that because of the actions in the uh, the first, let's say uh, in Prometheus, it hurt them so much. Finance had to merge with Utini. The so, so like you even get to know about the company. <laughs> You know, uh, awesome. business information. You know the the business world or, or how it affects how, how it affects because wow. they did talk about that. That was a trillion dollar. What it was that was a trillion dollar um, exploration. That's how much it mm. cost the company. Mm. So wow. they were hurt pretty much financially and had to merge with uh, Utini, and that's incredible. And then as far as extra footage that was released, I believe even on YouTube, you can find a video of um, some guy, one of the, oh, it is one of the, uh, the Wailing Yutani team members on there, and he has a camera, and he's going through through a David's lab in detail. Okay, I gotta so watch he, all of this. Yeah. I'm, like, missing out. And all this stuff is, again, it's another visual storytelling of the history of this whole entire Aliens franchise. Like, oh. visually, there's so much going on, mm. and so many clues that... Mm. It, it's it's a lot to absorb, and you know I, I hate saying oh you know it goes over most people's heads because when I say say stuff like that I think people want to punch me in the face because <laughs> <laughs> they think they think you know and and I get it because it's kind of like a low key insult when you say hey you know this isn't for everybody <laughs> because the low key insult is like you're not you can't handle this <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize what's happening right now your palate's not refined enough <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch uh, Prometheus and Covenant because I've seen both and you know I wasn't I like them I wasn't a huge fan and and you know not all the inside has been there especially from hearing both of you talk about it but I'm definitely going to revisit them I'm glad there's going to be a third one and I did realize David's story well, no as that's well. the thing I think he wants to do a third one but he's had to park it because commercially they weren't as quite oh, a successful really so yeah so he was he was lined up to do the third one um and he's i think he probably still will do it eventually it'd be one of those things oh, whereby I mean, yeah. he does something for the studio and it makes a ton of money he's like okay we'll and give then he enough does money what he wants this. but right. uh, so i think i think it'll come eventually i mean he's no spring chicken so they better hurry up um yep. but uh but you know I mean, what how old is really stuff he's eight so i think oh my god really yeah, yeah. Jeez, you think I'm getting old. 79. Yeah. And he was in his. Oh, that's right. It is 79, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. It's, um, um, we're getting old, folks, just so everybody. Yeah, we are getting old. Um, (laughs) Time is coming. Five minutes to stand up to finish this podcast. That's how old I'm getting. Um, so let's let's just 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 split back to um, Upper Deck for a minute. So, um, oh, and we'll, maybe for the next time, uh, the, the with the jam piece, the 60th uh, jam piece that we uh, worked on. Maybe the next time. I don't know. <laughs> oh, do you mean the um, the one for the Philly Card Show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you can tell me about it now if you want to. 
well, actually, you know what? It, 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 it's not much of a story to it. It was just a super cool thing that happened. I, I think it might be interesting to get everyone's recounting of it because I don't want to sound like I'm the guy who started it, but I'm pretty sure I'm the guy who started it because we, were, we, <laughs> because we, we because we were sitting in like in a circle formation because for this Philly non uh, for the not oh my god non sports show right yeah non non sports card show no what you mean yeah yeah. At this show, um, they set you up where like almost all the artists are like in a circle back to back, like in the center of the of, of of the room, which is pretty cool. And I remember turning around and saying, "Hey, you guys want to do a jam piece?" Because at the time, I like to do jam pieces with artists around me. Um, and this is, I guess, all, all before the shows got to the level where we're all so busy, nobody has time to jam anymore. But this is right before you know things got to. to this level where you have so many fans at these different shows that you know it just isn't going to happen unless you really 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 try to, to get a jam piece going so i remember saying it and i, I think and, and tony tony perna so awesome he was like game he's like yeah man let's do it and my idea was like hey let's let's do a jam piece let's do something together and if i recall i think tony was the one that said hey it's the 60th show why don't we do something you know being that it's the there's their sixtieth, let's do something uh, special or whatever. I'm like, okay, so you know, sounds good. And I was like, well, how do you want to do it? Th- does one person do a layout? So I think uh, he was like, hey, why don't we just do squares? We cut it up, and then everybody does whatever. So I was like, no problem. Um, I guess I'll I'll go first. So that's when I started with the I did the Michael Keaton, and then I drew in that sixtieth, which which bothers me because I didn't know it was going to have so much. I did it rather quickly because I wanted to get it done <laughs> quickly to, to pass it off to the next guy because, yeah. you know, you only have so much, you know, we, it, is, it is a two-day show, but you only have so much free time. So mm-hmm. everyone gets to have the piece at their table, you know, f- for X amount of time. That way they can have time to draw it out. So yeah. I, you know, Michael Keaton, Batman, that's what I drew. And then Sean Pence, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sean Pence's work. Yes. 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 Uh, um, he, he, he does, I mean, he does beautiful portraiture. I mean, I, I, he's like my number, he's my favorite for it, for when it comes to portraits or celebrity, like superhero portraits, because he does, uh oh, uh oh, something's coming out. Oh boy, here we go. Only because he doesn't just copy a photograph, which is, you know, that's why we have copiers for. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does yep. something always enhances the color or adds a design aspect his work is just beautiful but he doesn't do commissions at shows or he doesn't do any sketching at shows actually so, i'm not sure that this is by him um he says i've got a i've got a Batstar galactica um like a, a case topper but i don't think that's him actually i'm i'm doubting myself now it is by who is it by? I don't know. I, I, I can't. You know what? It's, it's, it's I'm looking my... at the cell sheet. It's Chris Henderson. Apologies. It's Chris okay. Henderson. It's not Sean Pence. I know he'd done one of the um, one of the incentive sketches for the Battlestar Galactica series, but not that one. Mm. Ignore me. Carry on talking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he... he uh... So so I did that, and then and then he's like, well, I, I really don't do anything, you know, I really don't uh, do commissions or I don't draw at shows. So he was like, you know what, I'll do the bat symbol on his chest. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I was like, okay, no problem. I'll leave the bat symbol open, and and you know you can do it. So I I did the the Michael Keaton thing. I dashed out that that 60th type. I did a quick grady that's on cool. it. 
um, I, I, I really do wish I took out the templates and stuff because I did it all freehand. I should have taken out the templates hmm. <laughs> and I get angry for that. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't use my templates, but anyway, <laughs> or, or, or my French curves as, as we call them. So um, I finished that part and then I hand it off to him and he's like, you know what? I'm going to put, I'm going to put Pac-Man in there. I'm like, Oh, that's better. <laughs> you know? Uh, so there, so that's at the awesome. Michael Keaton chest, there's the bat is not a bat symbol in there. It's actual uh, Pac-Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so That's then, awesome. So uh, he drew a pa- uh, you know, a p- there's actually a Pac-Man in there with SP, which is that's where he signs his work. Uh-huh. So so that's that's in there. And then I forgot in which order it went, but I, I I think Tony got it next after that. And then and then he did that um that awesome Wolverine. And then and then Rhea Rhea uh, Rhea got it after that. And then of course, you know her her, her uh, Mohawk Storm is mm. one of the best. Crazy. Period. So she did her Mohawk Storm, and then I believe Warren went. And then Warren he did that Spider Man, and then and then and then put the webbing through the text through he 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 did it yes. so that everything connected together even so I'm more. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. yeah. Of course. And yeah, and then they and then uh, uh, Joe Joe Simco. Joe Simco, right? Am I getting that name right? Um, super cool guy, and he was on the far end, so somebody took it over, and then they dropped it off over at his table, and then he was like, "Okay, I guess I'm drawing here." So then he, he, he you know, and this is this was a two day show, so all this happened between Friday and Saturday. So now we're we're at Saturday night, and and there's always a, a dinner, which is super cool of them that they host. So the the um at the time, well Beckett owns the show now, but um the Tosser right. the Tosser family used to own the, used to own the show, and the Tosser family had a had a dinner for for everyone who wanted to go and all the artists were were invited to the dinner you know we were guests of the dinner which is awesome i mean talk about the awesomest people man and so we got to go to this big dinner and and there was like almost no time left and carolyn edwards was literally the last person to go um she's on the on on there too and she she drew that tardis and and at the time she was doing a lot of um, um, Doctor Who uh, sketch cards and, and Doctor Who stuff. And I feel bad for her because she got it, like, dead last. The show was, like, shutting down. <laughs> Everyone's trying to, like, leave so that they can go to the dinner. And she's there with her pencil. She's oh. like, I'm not going to be able to ink this. Um, <laughs> and, and we're like, fine, don't worry. Just just do what you can. She's like, oh. And, like, <laughs> so that's so that's the history of, of, of that jam piece. <laughs> the that's irony great. that she was running out of time. Yeah, and the irony. Irony. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love it. <laughs> oh, oh. so so let's let, let's just quickly talk. We we touched on it at the beginning, and you said you were uh, you kind of had some thoughts or feelings about the current kind of you know situation, you know, in terms of sketch cards and and uh, I don't know beyond that what what your points were going to be actually. So okay. you know, tell tell us. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What were my? What, what was I thinking? Okay. So, my thoughts about, and of course, it's going to be slighted toward towards my own experience, is the fact that I was able to work on several other things before I got to the superhero stuff. So I was able to work on a space card set, which was 100% landscapes and outer space. I also did a bug set for Visory cards, which was literally just bugs and insects. So it was like a whole nother study of a... 
of of of, of insects and 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 the and the textures and 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 leaves. You know, uh, because you know, if you have to draw insects, you have to draw foliage and leaves and all that kind of stuff. Then I worked on. Um, American Civil War, which was completely historic, historic, historical accuracy. You'd have to draw the guns the right way, you know. So I think all of this stuff, in a way, inadvertently um, built up my techniques and back my bag of tricks. So when it was time to do the the superhero stuff, it was I won't say easy, but yeah, it was easy <laughs> because it was something I was already <laughs> passionate about, but. I took all those real-world concepts and all and all those different um, techniques I was able to pick up and 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 use them on on these cards, and I believe that that helped me most. And I feel it's unfortunate that being that now things have changed and like let's say um, you know I mean, Written House doesn't even do Marvel cards anymore. Obviously now it's only Upper Deck. Upper Deck has an open link for people to submit their work and and that's the way it's done now so unfortunately there isn't someone really handpicking the people not only handpicking but someone like like you know godfather warren to to really you know sift through you know who's ready or not and believe it or not i mean i feel that and i think hopefully he would agree that even when i first submitted i probably could have done a set i could have already been doing the work because i i did I, you know i was already illustrated and i already done work i already did comic books and and the you know other illustration work but there was something on on as far as the market for sketch cards that i had to know better mm. and reflecting using that to reflect on what's going on now with stuff that's very open so what i'm going to talk about what's open is 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 um heavy rejections there there are people and my heart goes out to them where they're submitting and they're getting heavy rejections as far as percentages um as far as my personal amount of rejections ever i think i have to say maybe i've gotten three cards rejected ever in 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 a career at i know i when i lasted the math i'm nowhere close to um godfather warren but when i lasted the math i've done over a thousand cards mm-hmm. so percentage wise i'm like at point zero zero three percent you know rejection rate um and for people to to actually be getting a 30 40 percent rejection rate some some people to get a full-on rejection rate is 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 tough man that's rough man i mean and it's hard and and i don't like the fact that it's happening so the fact that it's happening means is that and i've been public about this and i'm trying to give advice and this is the best advice i can give is that at this point since there isn't a uh, filtering process they're leaving it open for people to be at least good enough to sub if, if you submit and you're good enough to get the invitation it you have to look at it and i mean this in the most respectful way you have to look at it it doesn't mean that you're good enough to be on the set yet 
Right. And, and I mean, and I mean that respectfully. So in other words, if you get the invitation for, the, and this is the way I'm trying to interpret what's going on now. So when you get that invitation to be on the set, it it doesn't guarantee that you actually should be on the set or should even be working, doing this stuff as of yet. What that means is that this is the way I'm interpreting it that they want you to do the work and they want to evaluate your work and if your work is is ready it will go on to the next it will be used or if they look at the work your full work your full scope of work and it's not ready it's going to get it's, it's, it's going to get you know it's going to get rejected um and uh, and the reason why I'm saying this is that I, I don't think it's been put out there that way, and I could be 100% wrong, but this is my interpretation of what's going on. Because I don't think Upper Deck is in the business of wanting to pe- wanting people to submit artwork and do X amount of cards, uh, um, pay the expense of shipping you the cards, pay the expense of you shipping them back the cards for them wanting to reject your whole set. I, I think Upper Deck's got much better things to do than want to reject people, and and we know it's, you know, they give it to the to, to the uh, licensor. I think that would be the the right term. Yes. Yeah. For them to, you know, either you know reject it or not. So from what I understand is, this is what what seems to be happening. So, I I just want to put it out there as far as my advice for what's going on, and I think it's a little unfortunate that you don't have you know someone like. Godfather Warren, <laughs> that that can say, hey, listen, you know, work on this, work on that, so it, so it can be, it, it you know, it can it, it can go through. Um, and then you know, there, I mean, then there's other things as far as you know, you know, low, low, um, not getting paid too much for per card and so on and so forth. My my other advice for that would be to I've always gone back and I, I'm I'm always renegotiating my contract. Plain and simple. Mm. Just you know, um, ask for more. The worst thing that could happen is, is they say no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's just like a job, right? I mean, if you're at your job, you you want to raise, or you think, you know, the, depending on, on what, what kind of job you have, um, you have to go in there and 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 and, and get that raise. You know, S- some jobs are, I guess, or some companies are made up so that you know there's an actual time where you have to sit with your boss and to see when it's time for you to get your raise but there's a lot of private companies out there that don't have that that they just they're they're not going to tell you hey do you want to (laughs) raise but they're not going to ask you if you want to raise you gotta you know um and it's and it's and it's hard to do especially when depending on your personality type you know there are people that aren't they hate confrontation they cannot confront anyone on anything so imagine them having to approach their boss or so on and so forth and say hey can i have more money Norin. Yes, my friend. Can I have a raise, please? <laughs> of course. Do you want Brilliant. nothing to go along with nothing? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> More as hugs as and I, kisses, though. As long as I, I get stares, you'll give me eyes. Then I'm. Oh, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> then, I'm, <laughs> then I'm fine. Um, George, have you got any of our um, uh, MCCW sketch card stock? No. In your New Jersey pools. No. Oh, you need you need to hit up Jalen Warner then. Okay. Because. And- <laughs> 
Yeah, so we didn't. Um, yeah, Jalen went ahead and printed off some uh, some uh, sketch cards with our logos on them, and he said he was going to. Yeah, yeah, start like handing them out to artists and stuff. So that'd be awesome if you. So that's not going to be my standard that. question uh, for anyone who comes on uh, from from this point forward. Is have you? Because I um, I think you just reach out to Jay, and as long as you've as long as you've worked on an official Marvel set. Um, and, and I want Vega on there, characters. so that needs yeah, to happen. Six more characters, <laughs> and, and he will hook you up. And then oh, wow. from there, just just get get creative. Have fun, wow. man. Yeah, you know what? I, I I heard about it. I thought it was something. You know what? I, I completely misunderstood. I thought it was something in development, but this thing is already out. It's already done. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we we were we were kind of working on it. On, on them and then Jalen surprised us by producing some <laughs> so we were kind of a little bit like wow okay that was that was faster um but um but yeah so they're out they're out there he's done a, he's done a batch of i think a thousand of them so that's what he told yeah. us yeah Oh, oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he does. That would be so fun, you know, man. He does his, his weekly uh draws in the group. He By the way, his, you should uh, get on there with him and yeah. Dre. You guys would have a blast, man. Awesome. Yeah, I'll. You know what? I'll. I'll look them up and 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 get on there and um, definitely. I mean, I'm totally for it. So. Yeah. No. Get on there. Do it. Um, I was. I was going to ask you something else as well. What? You mentioned it briefly earlier on. Who's who or what is Walter Tank? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Walter Tank is one of the uh, main characters of my comic book. Uh, I'm on issue two. I do have my own comic book. It's called The World of M. Uh, I, have, I have a website for it, theworldofm.net. You could actually preview half of the first issue on the website, and what? you can order the comic right on the website. Um, 100%. Um, the story is it's a steampunk fantasy adventure story. It's a whole world created, and it's out there for you guys to explore. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm eyeballing some of it right now. Um, I remember talking about this, actually, because um, we <laughs> – so I, I know I did apologize for this, but I'll, I'll apologize to this now that we're talking. Uh, you sent in your intro for us back in uh, June, May, June 2020, um, and we were about to do episode 50. The world had gone crazy. And we completely forgot to use it until February of this year. So, <laughs> so it wasn't on until issue 81, uh, which is uh, when we spoke to Donnie Courtrider. Uh, good evening, Donnie. Um, and I remember talking about it then and looking at the links and looking at the characters because it's all coming flooding back now. Um, I love these sticker sets that you get with them as well. Mm-hmm. They look yeah, hilarious. Yeah. You get a, you get a. St- yeah, the way I set it up is uh, you actually get a sticker set with with your uh, comic book order. So I'm making it so that um, obviously physical comics are a passion of mine. You know, you could get digital version if you want. Yeah. But that way you can actually you can order a comic and have a set of stickers based on the characters of the comic. Um, each issue you order gets a different set of stickers. It's 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 on on the website. I love it. I love it. Is there seriously a koala bear with a monocle? Hell yeah. Oh, I love ah, it. That's what's up. I love it. I love it. I'm going to look at this right I, now. I, I, I know if I got these stickers, they'd be like, they'd be gone. My daughter would be like, oh, can I have those, Daddy? And she'd be off and she'd have stuck them to the fridge. <laughs> I love um, it. 
So, so yeah, that looks that looks hilarious. Well, w- w- that w- will also be on the tasting notes, uh, and people can go and check that out. Um, I imagine at some point you'll be doing maybe a little self-published little card set to go with. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I, cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, <laughs> I, I I thought I thought of um, a self-published card set. You, I I do have to say, being a sketch card artist, I think has helped me with. Um, building building a nice little add-ons. So when I did the the Kickstarter campaign, it was a, a free sketch card for the first twenty who who sign up. Oh, and cool! Within, I mean, in the first day, it was gone. Actually, I did the first ten. So within like a few hours of the of you know, I have to say, doing the Kickstarter, I had no ambition as far as how I did have an ambition. Incorrect to say. I didn't know how many people would sign up. I really wasn't expecting to have too many people sign up right away or to, to pledge. So within the first few hours, I, I, I got like about a dozen people uh, pledged to, to, to the comic, to the Kickstarter. So I had wow. to go back and say, okay, not just the first 10, okay, the first 20, just to think, you know, may, maybe I'll give me a few more days. And then it was by the next day, I was already over over twenty plus pledges, so so those twenty people that pledged and got an actual physical comic got a free a head sketch of any character, any character, any genre, whatever. Um, except the only exception is no likenesses. Um, yeah, I'm only because it's, it's a little more work. Yeah, although yeah, some yeah, of course. Yeah, and, but although um, some people did, they were like, hey, listen, I want a likeness. Can I pay for an upgrade? Hey, no problem. <laughs> upgrade, yeah. no problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take my money. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 how it, and how sketch cards saved me was, actually, this was probably very, very public where, you know, uh, the campaign was going and I was surprised. I think I did like, you know, 30%, over 30% within the first week or so. And I was like, oh, this is, this is good. You know, it's tracking well. So that means by the end. But, you know, um, Kickstarters, you always have your, you know, when it starts out, it's like on a big high slope. Then you, you know, level off. And then, you know, towards the end, like probably the last few days, it goes way, way back up again. Mm. So I, I, I hit that middle belly where it just, it wasn't moving. Like mm. the campaign wasn't really moving much. And, and, and it's always bothersome because my efforts are still the same. I'm still um, sharing it every day. I'm still, yeah. I'm still yeah. putting out, you know, ways, you know, I'm still marketing the same way. All of a sudden it's slowing down. So right. how sketch card saved me was that uh, Mandalorian uh, had just wrapped up the Mandalorian and I just did like a few Mandalorian cards like the whole weekend I just did like Mandalorian cards and I and I used them as add-ons to my Kickstarter and I did I think it was like four on one one weekend and and if you look them up um, you can see what I if uh, I've never wanted to do anything for tops only because of the, the whole entire um, portrait thing and I know it would take me forever especially yeah. to, to do a whole set um, you can see what if I if I did a top card set, what it would look like. And that's awesome. And I only did I only did these black and white. So when when I when I so when I did them, it was they were all gone. Like people were snatching them up on the add-on section, and at that point, my my Kickstarter just got busier. I guess just just because of the people coming on and the yeah. activity and you know algorithms is it's the magic word nowadays. Uh-huh. So with the algorithm, I guess it, it created another spike in my in my campaign. And then by that Monday, it was like 
that one weekend I got like another 30%, like 30%, you know, Whoa. funded even more. Um, so I call that one the, the, the Star Wars miracle. <laughs> also, <laughs> it, it, well, you know, all I'm going to say is um, uh, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. Um, George, what does it say on that door behind you? Does it say Forge on that oh, door? I, oh, actually, it's a Force. Oh, Force. force. I was going to say, I thought it said Forge. For the last night, Aaron, and whatever we've been talking, I thought it was the George Forge. I thought that might be the name for your room or something like that. Oh, dude, uh, that, that, you know what? I, that'd be awesome. <laughs> the George Forge. The George Forge. The yeah, you can have that forge. one for free. Like you can that. have that one. Yeah. Um, well, this is proper perk me up. Listen, we're going to have to wrap up because I, I need to start thinking about cooking dinner for my family. Uh, no one's probably going to go and walk the dog. And uh, you've probably I want, got... Yeah, uh, I want you guys that I can talk. <laughs> I warned you guys. Uh, no, 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 no. That's awesome. absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, and, and we, um, and, and obviously, you probably need to go and either be a dad or be an artist or both at the same time, uh, without, of course, looking up at your family at any time. Never, never look them in the eye. Don't look him in the eye, figure. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Trust me, I know this. Um, George, this has been gorgeous. Thank you for coming on and giving up your Sunday morning. Thank you, my friend. This has been awesome. No, thank you. I'm I'm honored. I'm honored, and I can't wait to see what your lineup brings as far as the rest of the year. Your lineup so far has has been excellent. I love the fact that collectors are being featured here. That um, artists. I mean, Bill Sienkiewicz. I mean, Bill Sienkiewicz is one of my favorite artists of all time, which completely put me in in shock that 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 little Georgie Vega got to talk to you guys. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mate, no. Listen, no, I'm still pinching myself from that. I'm still pinching myself from that one. Funny enough, we were just talking before, before you, um, before you jumped on, George. That um, b- bizarrely enough, I'm friends now on Facebook with Bill Sinkevich. Oh, and, 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 and 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 no, it's just it's one of these. It's bizarre. I have these bizarre moments where he'll post something and I'll comment on it, and then he'll reply, and we end up having like a two or three, four comment back and forth about. Mm-hmm. Joe Sinnott uh-huh. and, and, and things like this and it's like what's going on I'm talking to <laughs> Bill Sinkevich and, awesome. and, and it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just great and, and that's how crazy this two years 100 episodes is 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 and it, it just is um, so yeah so thanks for being part of it and uh, this is, this is going to be episode 101 101 baby 101 so um sketch cards robots can read it too (laughs) (laughs) the binary episode the binary episode oh actually we might have to do that the binary episode with george vega Ooh, that's actually real that sounds good yeah that's hot i'm into it and all the way through people will be like one hour 40 minutes in thinking why is it called the binary episode and they'll hear it just at the end just at the very end before george says enjoy collecting thanks for listening to the marvel card collectors podcast visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our facebook page you can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp we're also on itunes spotify and all major podcast platforms please take a second to subscribe like and review our show wherever you get your podcasts 
Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Collecting.